It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You all right? <laughs> I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're gonna lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game, this is real life. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. In 17 years, 12 years oncology, in the past five years, I've been a float resource nurse to all the different floors in the hospital. I'm extremely concerned with the idea of mandating this vaccine for our children. The reactions we're seeing in the hospital with adults are terrifying and they're being ignored. Just some examples of post-vaccine reactions are blood clots, heart attacks, strokes, encephalopathy, heart arrhythmias such as atrial fibrillation. Also in the elderly, we're seeing an increase in falls, syncope, acute onset of confusion with unknown ideology. Also, two young and healthy co-workers I know had vision changes, tingling and numbness to lower extremities they're still dealing with. Another co-worker developed DVTs. I personally had a patient die three months after his vaccines of pericarditis, which we know is a known side effect, diagnosed 30 days after a shot, no mention to VAERS. Majority of our nurses, nurse managers, and some doctors do not even know what VAERS is. I've spoken to our chief of medicine, managers, other nurses on why we're not reporting to VAERS, and the most common response is, what is VAERS? It's a topic that's very difficult to address in the hospital setting. I bring up my concerns and repeatedly get dismissed. I've been told, I'm sure someone is investigating this. Well, if we aren't, then who is? Especially since Pfizer ended their study just six months after the um, trial started. I also have been told that VAERS isn't the best indication of vaccine side effects. Well, if that's the case, what are we supposed to be looking at? Over 18,000 deaths, a million permanently disabled, and the CDC admits only 1 to 10% of reactions are even being reported. And we know that hospitals are not reporting anything. This is not just where I work. I have many nurse friends in lo other local hospitals in the southeast Louisiana say the same thing. What I also find is highly disturbing is our treatment protocol. I truly believe our protocol is killing our COVID patients. When I ask other nurses their thoughts, they agree. At this point, doctors will admit our main treatment is not working, but it's all we have. We know that's simply not true. It's just what the CDC will allow us to give. Our hands are tied. Back to our children, though. We have chemotherapies that we know have side effects causing blood cancer, such as leukemia, in 10-plus years after giving the drug. We know this because we have real long-term trials on these drugs. Well, that's just part of what Colette Martin testified to uh, Monday, December the 6th in the Louisiana Health and Welfare Hearing. Uh, Louisiana nurse for 17 years. You heard what she said. And that's the reason, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the many reasons why I hammer this home every day. This has to stop. These mandates for adults and children have to stop. And so there's an organization that has risen up. I just became aware of it a couple of weeks ago. I've joined with them happily. They're called the Unity Project, and they're declaring today National Nullification Day. All right, you probably don't know what that means. And so we're going to talk about it and talk about what we can actually do in response to what we see as something very dangerous that's being forced on us 
uh, really breaching our constitutional rights. And joining me this morning is Parisa Fishback. Parisa is the uh, chief legal counsel for the Unity Project, which is based actually out on the West Coast. Uh, and so she, it's very early for her. So, Parisa, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So, Parisa, let me just give them an overview, if I could, and then you can certainly fill in the blanks that I leave. But some names associated with the Unity Project that I want to share are Dr. Peter McCullough. My audience is familiar with him. Dr. Robert Malone also um, graduated Northwestern School of Medicine, Harvard Medical School. Dr. Paul Alexander from Oxford, McMaster University, former consultant for the World Health Organization. Those are just three. And uh, Dr. Aaron Cariarty, who is a MD at Georgetown University, Notre Dame, professor at University of California, Irvine. These are not, uh, these are not casual or even however qualified doctors. These are the cream of the crop. And they've come together to try to stop these mandates and uh, put together this unity project and Parisa again is their chief legal counsel. Uh, Parisa, tell us what I know I've left out a lot of things about the unity project. Can you fill in more of the blanks, please? Sure. Um, I would like to add uh, Dr. Robert Malone, our chief medical officer is actually one of the inventors of the MRNA technology that is being used today in these vaccines. And Dr. Paul Alexander wrote COVID policy for the World Health Organization during the beginning of the pandemic before he was asked to come and work in the White House under Trump and additionally added to COVID policy and and was um, a leader on the pandemic panel. Um, So not, not only highly accredited doctors, but incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to this issue and, and this virus. All right. So why, and Parisa, my understanding is that you guys are going, um, now look, I'm very conservative politically. My world, my particular world, although I fancy that I uh, get past that world, but you guys are intentionally trying to bring together right and left on this. Is that right? That's right. In fact, I am a lifelong, and I'm almost afraid to say it here. No, <laughs> no, no. Say- for <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> And, and possibly not for long, uh, considering what I'm seeing within my party. It's, it's devastating, um, to say the least. But absolutely, this is a, a nonpartisan issue. Um, we are finding a common ground across political lines, across religious lines, across race lines. Um, it doesn't matter because you're talking about the children now. And so you have a lot of people coming, even vaccinated people, even people who have had their children vaccinated that say it is not right to mandate this for a multitude of reasons, which we can get into. But what the Unity Project is trying to do is we we are an organization that is essentially organizing and helping to bring together all of the organizations that are like-minded throughout the state of California. And what we found now is that in a very short amount of time, we have spanned the nation. We are getting the attention of other states. Um, we are actually now uh, collaborating with them on several events that are coming up, like a march in January, um, on January 23rd in D.C. So it, it is not just reserved to California, but our focus is on California right now, not only because we are geographically located there, but also because I think everybody recognizes that California is the beach at Normandy, so to speak. And what happens in California is indicative of what will happen throughout the rest of the nation, possibly the country. We have people from all over, or I'm sorry, possibly the world. Uh, We have people from all over the globe contacting us as well and, and asking us to stop 
these mandates here because they realize that that might mean that they'll have hope of stopping it in their oh, in their yes. country. Yep, I yeah. can certainly see that. I mean, I know for, uh, it's. I've said this before, but people in other countries, they still look to America for their hope. They really do. I was just reading this morning, and then we got to get to this, what you're doing today. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn, Corbyn and the liberals, uh, the liberal population, the liberal party, and all the subcategories of that in Great Britain are opposing Boris Johnson, the supposed conservative, on these mandates. And their their voice, and it's it's really strange. It's like this fringe of really conservative Brits, along with the left, b- banding together to try to stop the mandates over there. So I just thought that was an interesting parallel to what's happening here. All right, well, let's talk about, you talked, because you're an attorney, you talked about this, uh, today is um, National Nullification Day. And of course, people don't know what that means. And we're, we're going to run out of time if we don't get into this. So Parisa, tell them what, what the point is of calling it that and what that's all about. Okay. Um, basically, we recognize that there's a chance that we might lose in the court um, and we might come against a legislatively mandated vaccine as it pertains to the children. And in an attempt to be preemptive, we are making people aware that we have the right to nullify. And what that means is essentially it's a legal theory by which you void out a law simply by noncompliance. And in, in our mind, this is what America was actually born on. And serendipi- serendipitously so, uh, the Boston Tea Party happened on December 16th, 1773. So this day, that many years ago. A group of 100-plus colonists threw 300, I believe, 42 uh, chests of tea into the Boston Harbor in an act of defiance against the tyranny that was being bestowed upon them from Great Britain. And they let them in that single act know that Americans will not stand for tyranny. And we feel that we will still not stand for tyranny. We never will. These mandates are nothing but an act of tyranny because they're not warranted for our children. And at this point, we're realizing that even the masks are not warranted. Um, And the social distancing and the lockdowns are actually hurting our health, according to some scientific studies. So what we are calling for today is not only noncompliance, but noncompliance to the point that we will eventually nullify these mandates, these policies, these requirements that are not even law today. Mm. And uh, if I, go ahead. No, Parisa, I just wanted to uh, just clarify one thing. It clarified it to me. The whole notion of nullification is that you cannot be forced to do something that is unconstitutional, whether it's the federal constitution or the state constitution. And it reminds me of, you know, in the military, they, they, even though you're sworn to, you know, obey orders, and you have to, or the military would not work. You have to follow the chain of command. But if an officer gives you an unlawful order, you do not have to obey it. And I think that's probably the parallel to what you're talking about here. This is the citizen version of this. If it's an, not constitutional, you are not bound uh, to comply with a non, an unconstitutional order or mandate. And that's what you're talking about. And so now I uh, interrupted you, so please go on. No, you're absolutely right. And what I was going to do was uh, read just from the back of the postcards that we created and what we're doing today is we're handing out postcards and flyers with this information. So if you wouldn't mind, I'll just read it. 
not, not um, at all. Nullification is the legal theory that a state or person has the right to invalidate any laws deemed unconstitutional with respect to the United States or state constitutions. Mandating that we be vaccinated for a virus that has a collective 99% survival rate with a drug that does not prevent infection or transmission violates the constitutions of this state and country. We, are, we the people, are not bound to comply with such laws. We are within our human rights to nullify them, as did our founding fathers the day America was born at the Boston Tea Party, December 16, 1773. We have tried to reason with our government to no avail. When reason fails, nullification will prevail in preserving our freedom. Just as our forefathers said, no taxation without representation, we say no vaccination without justification. All right. So, all right. So practically speaking, though, uh, you have some steps for people to take. And one of the things that you have a lot of uh, uh, resources, and let me just say, uh, you, if you go to unityprojectonline.com, unityprojectonline.com, you can get these resources. But one of them is a one-pager. You have a one-pager that has just great yeah. information. You want to talk about that? Sure. So along with the flyer that has this information on it, um, we have a did you know flyer. And it basically lists, I believe we were at eight or nine um, facts. And not only did we list facts about the vaccine and how it affects children, um, but we cited every fact. And we have to painstakingly go through the URLs that we cited because, as you can imagine, through censorship and other ways of shadow banning, even, even the CDC itself, uh, will remove information from a particular URL. So we have to keep checking them. But they are there, and uh, they are facts that I've even uses, used in legal briefs. Um, and presented to courts uh, in, in the state of California. So I assure you that they were well-cited. Um, but very interesting facts, and I, and, and I feel that the mass public doesn't recognize. I have conversations with people still, and they don't know that the vaccine does not prevent transmission. Oh, and they I look know. At me, <laughs> and I tell them that the CDC director said it on your, you know, CNN that I know you're watching. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of people don't even know basic facts like that. And when they learn them, when they learn that the vaccine does not prevent infection or transmission, in particular transmission, it no longer serves a public health benefit at that point. And you legally, as you stated out, Sandy, cannot mandate a drug pursuant to the U.S. and state constitutions. You can't mandate a drug that doesn't prevent transmission because it's not serving the public health. At that point, it is rendered simply a personal medical treatment for which only a personal medical choice exists. So let me uh, get practical again, because this fact sheet is so helpful. I, I just think all of you listening, uh, I know this is one of those huge, huge topics that it's very difficult to get your hands around just some basic facts to share with family and friends. And this is uh, this fact sheet. It's got nine steps, as Parisa said, and I'll just give you one of them. According to, this, to CDC, the death rate for children under 19 from COVID-19 is statistically 0%. According to the CDC, not one healthy child has died of COVID-19 in all the U.S. All the children that have died have died with comorbidities. We've discussed that, but it's on this fact sheet. Uh, and then it talks about how the vaccines are not effective in stopping the spread. It makes the case with uh, information. Uh, the contagiousness of vaccinated and unvaccinated persons infected with COVID-19 is similar. It's just got some great things that I think will help. Plus, 
you're asking also today now this on this national nullification day it's basically just getting out the word you're asking people to go on their social media their facebook instagram twitter tiktok telegram and uh, place a text below that to, to explain the rest of that pick up on that parisa what what would they do what are they going to send to their friends so if you go to unityprojectonline.com a pop-up will come up and you'll be able to go directly to the do not uh, comply nullify information. And if you opt instead of handing out or and or handing out the flyers or postcards, you can just do a social media post. And we have the social media graphic for you to just literally cut and paste. We have um, the verbiage, the text that I just read from, for you also to just cut and paste in the caption area of your social media post. So you would post the picture uh, that says, do not comply, nullify. Nullification is the foundation of our nation. And then the caption portion will be where you cut and paste the text that we have written for you. And, and all those instructions are right there on the website and, and will hopefully be easy to, um, to cut and paste onto your social media. But also you can um, use the Did You Know flyer as a second page, as you know, you can have 10 pages on social media for Instagram at least. And you can use that Did You Know flyer to post as well. And yeah, I would, I would love people to be educated because I think that education cures most evils. And in this case, it, it, might, it might transfer people's opinions on, on what the vaccine really is and really does and, and where it should stand legally. You know, I think it's it's really getting down in the water. I think people are people really are smelling something. They don't know under all the facts that we're talking about, but things just don't add up. And even Saturday Night Live did, did a funny ske- sketch, at least partially funny, uh, last <laughs> Saturday night, where they talked about how the uh, the uh, uh, the Cuomo brothers. Uh, it had a little ske- sketch of them getting fired because of COVID. And of course, that was a joke. <laughs> they didn't get far. But I mean, even Saturday Night Live is now joking about this. And I so I think it's time now to supply people with the information that they need. And you can go to unityprojectonline.com, unityprojectonline.com. It's a nullification day. Uh, that's National Nullification Day. And so, um, would you say, uh, Parisa, the if the the most if you could design the perfect outcome for everyone in America signing on to this and declaring it nullification day or just getting that notion in their heads, what would be the outcome if people did not comply? The outcome would be that our governments across the board, Republican and Democrat alike, would know that it's really we, the people, that rule this country. And you will never be able to usurp our rights, especially our most fundamental constitutional rights ever again without us standing up in defiance. We know our rights and we will take action. Yep, Parisa, uh, I really appreciate your work on this and uh, I'm I'm glad for the partnership and we'll talk again, I promise. It's uh, unityprojectonline.com, unityprojectonline.com, I guess. It's been Parisa Fishback. Parisa, now go back to bed. (laughs) But thanks for joining us this morning so early. Thank you. It's a pleasure. All right. Talk to you soon. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk.
Christians in China, they're crying out for the word. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. Let me tell you about Hayo. He was an interrogator with the police department outside of Beijing, China. His job was to come down hard on pastors, jail them, beat them, humiliate them. But I can tell you, God had a different plan. He would go to the doorstep of one of the men that he had beaten, a man by the name of Katsu, and he would ask him, how are you at such peace when we were beating you severely? And so this man, Katsu, would open his door, open his Mandarin Bible, and lead this bitter atheist to faith in Christ. And would you know it, together, they've literally thousands and thousands come to Christ in that part of China. But in their house church movement of quite a few churches, there's only about one or two Bibles. Hey, listen, we want to be able to bless these Christians at Christmas so they can read for themselves the Christmas story. Would you do that at only $5 a Bible? You can do that by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD, or you can give at sendbiblesnow.org, sendbiblesnow.org. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Tony Allen, chairman of the White House Initiative on Historically Black Colleges and Universities. He oversees federal efforts to advance America's full human potential, foster more and better opportunities, and help provide the highest quality education. Proverbs 18.15 reminds us of the importance of acquiring knowledge. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for Tony Allen. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. With the generous support of listeners like you, our radio ministry is in our fourth year on the air. Keep the power of prayer going and become a regular sustaining member. Details at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. You need a university you can trust that offers a world-class education with the values, knowledge, and skills you need to succeed. That place is Liberty University, and now is the perfect time to start. This fall, Liberty celebrating 50 years of training champions for Christ, a mission that has not wavered since it opened in 1971. With more than 700 programs online and on campus, Liberty can help you turn your vision into a future you can be proud of. Text EXPLORE to the number 49596. That's EXPLORE to the 49596. President Biden paid a visit to several towns in tornado-ravaged Kentucky the other day. He said he would be asking his administration to set up sites so survivors of the storms could get booster shots. I'm not pulling your leg here, folks. That's exactly what he said. The weekend tornadoes devastated towns in Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, and Missouri. Nearly 100 people have died, hundreds injured. Entire towns and cities wiped off the face of the earth. Thousands of people are homeless. But the most important issue for the White House is whether or not the survivors have gotten the jab. Now, you may not have a place to lay your head at night, but by golly, the government's going to make sure you get that vaccine. Maybe an enterprising reporter should be asking whether or not survivors will still be able to get access to federal help if they don't get the jab. My new book makes a great stocking stuffer. Our Daily Biscuit Devotions with a Drawl, available right now at ToddSterns.com. Merry Christmas from American Family Radio and Sandy Rios in the morning. One of the questions that I've heard from a number of people is, 
doing the safety trials obviously is, is incredibly important because you want to make sure that you're not injecting people with something that, that could uh, be harmful. But once you have that, why not push harder on um, rolling it out more aggressively? Even if you don't know exactly how effective it is, um, you know, what's the public health rationale and, and thinking behind um, needing to prove that it's extremely effective before rolling out something that you know is, um, is, is safe? Okay, that's a good question. The initial safety uh, study, Mark, is to see if I inject it in the arm, does it have some sort of idiosyncratic or bad reaction? There's another element to safety, and that is if you vaccinate someone and they make an antibody response and then they get exposed and infected, does the response that you induce actually enhance the infection and make it worse. And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. That was uh, Dr. Fauci, and he was being interviewed by Mark Zuckerberg. It wouldn't be the first time it had happened that a vaccine that looked good in, in initial safety actually made people worse. And he, uh, he expounds on that uh, in a longer conversation where he talks about uh, that happened to him when he was doing AIDS research, that they had a drug they thought would work, but it actually made people worse. And so you get the, the gist of that. You get the hint on that, don't you, that we think that this is possibly exactly what's happening. I just read this morning that uh, ki the young people that are, uh, are really spreading this Omicron variant, they're the ones, the vaccinated young people are spreading the, the Omicron variant. I don't know. The, I'll, when I get to that piece, I'll read a little more detail about it. But here, this area is an odd situation. We've got these very strange people in charge, and we've let them be in charge. Well, just look at our Congress, for heaven's sake, on both sides of the aisle. We have this, we don't have people that we can relate to. They're just weird. They become affected. They are A-F-F-E-C-T-E-D. They're just uh, strange. So we got Dr. Fauci, who's a little strange dude himself. And then we have Francis Collins, a large strange dude. Francis Collins is, again, the guy that made himself famous uh, for mapping the genome and uh, was praised. I, I, he was like... He was an icon for Christians uh, during the 90s because of his work uh, on the genome. I, it's just amazing to me to see now, with my own eyes, how foolish he really is, how disappointing. And so, um, but, you know, maybe you, maybe this is, I'm wrong, you know, maybe I'm just being hard on him. Well, he's retiring from the, he's the National Institutes for Health director, and he's the one that's been arguing how badly everyone must be vaccinated right away. He says it over the over and over again, and how people should be punished if they won't be vaccinated. So he decided to sort of his parting um, swan song, shall we say, for the NIH was to sing them a song. Let's listen. Somewhere past the pandemic, when we're free, there's a life I remember, full of activity. All right, well, it goes on and on and on for two minutes. I'm not going to subject you, but it goes on and it's very clever. Ha, ha, ha. 
just goofy. He's goofy. And these are the people that have been making these decisions for us. It's just pretty pretty amazing. And uh, so that's this one little tidbit of information this morning. I want to bring you up to date. A Virginia hospital was sued. A judge found a Virginia Fakir hospital in contempt of court in a lawsuit filed on behalf of a COVID-19 patient who was denied being prescribed, guess what, ivermectin. Uh, the hospital said Tuesday it is complying with the order. Christopher Davies, the son of the patient, Kathleen Davies, told the Fakir Times that two doses of ivermectin, generally used to treat parasites, were given to the woman at 8.45 on Monday. Um, it came after Judge James Fisher of the 20th Judicial Court of Virginia signed an order Monday finding Fakir Hospital in contempt of court or needlessly interposing requirements that stand in the way of the patient's desired phys- physician administrating <clears throat> excuse me, investigational drugs as part of the Health Care Decisions Act and the federal and state right to try acts. Uh, so he came, he, he, he goes on to say, the judge did, Judge James Fisher, God bless him. Given the gravity at hand, the hospital has to pay $10,000 per day retroactive to the date of the court's injunction. Uh, each day the hospital does not prescribe ivermectin to Davies. They will have to pay the fine until the ordered relief has been accomplished. Okay, so basically they, they've complied. They got a doctor. Her personal doctor was willing to, uh, to prescribe it. She's been really, really sick since November. And so we'll see. I mean, you know, if that can save her, they've, they've been fighting this since December, the first part of December. And so finally she's got ivermectin, and, and hopefully, God willing, she will survive that. Other news on COVID today. I, I already played for you that nurse that testified last Monday, the, at least uh, December the 6th, at the Louisiana Health and Welfare Hearing. Boy, what, what courage. What courage. I, we, I almost, I'm tempted to play it again, but we have such, um, we don't have the time to do that. But here's, this is from the, the Telegraph, and this is what I was referring to earlier. The Omicron epidemic is being driven by young vaccinated people, according to mounting data from the countries as diverse as the UK, Denmark, and South Africa. There's an incomplete um, article on that in the Telegraph. And then um, here's some good news. Dr. Malone, who we just talked about a few minutes ago, he's with the Unity Project, and I've gotten acquainted with Dr. Malone recently. Um, he is the inventor of the mRNA, that technology that the COVID vaccines are based on, at least two of them. And so there is, he is announcing that there's a, a finally uh, healthcare workers in Illinois are going to seek damages from shot mandates. And that's in Illinois out of Chicago. Liberty Council will ask the Federal District Court of Illinois to certify the entire class of healthcare workers and will seek damages on behalf of those employees who have been unlawfully discriminated against and denied religious exemptions. And it sounds like they're, I don't know, it's cut off here, but it sounds based on the opening uh, that they're going to go after people who have been injured from these, uh, go after the hospitals because there have been some injuries. And this is um, Peter McCullough, who's part also of the Unity Project and other places. I know many of you have heard him in person or you've seen him online. He was one of the first people out of the gate, doctors, to fight this. And uh, he said in an interview with Joe Rogan, it seems to me we had an intentional, very comprehensive suppression of early treatment in order to promote fear, suffering, isolation, hospitalization, and death. And it seemed to be completely organized and intentional in order to create acceptance for and promote mass vaccination. He also pointed out that there are now three heavily researched books that lay out uh, how a power-mad 
cabal of globalist oligarchs and big pharma coordinated and planned the pandemic. And so uh, one is, uh, I'll, I'll try to read this. I can't repeat it, but so if you've got a piece of paper, one of them is called COVID Operation, What Happened, Why It Happened, and What's Next. That's by Dr. Pamela Popper. Pamela Popper, great name. Another one is COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey, by uh, psychiatrist Dr. Peter Bregan and his wife. And I don't have the last one. I cut the page off. But, uh, you know, also that um, that book by Robert Kennedy Jr., which I'm actually just beginning to read. I just ordered it, uh, where he talks about the real the real Dr. Fauci. There's the information. You know, if people want to know, there's information. Um Let's see. I want to move now to this whole thing with the December the the sixth. I think. Um, all right, we're running out of time here, but let's. This is Adam Schiff. Yesterday, Adam read uh, text messages which were supposedly between Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows on January sixth. You know, they're trying. Liz Cheney did this in the January sixth committee. Read uh, email trying to incriminate the president. Well, this is one that Adam Schiff read in the committee, and we're going to talk about it. You may, we may just have time to hear his reading and then tell you what happened on the other side of the break. So let's listen to the always trustworthy Congressman Adam Schiff. I want to display just a few of the message he received from people in Congress. The committee is not naming these lawmakers at this time as our investigation is ongoing. If we could cue the first graphic. This one reads... On January 6, 2021, Vice President Mike Pence, as President of the Senate, should call out all electoral votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all. You can see why this is so critical to ask Mr. Meadows about. About a lawmaker suggesting that the former Vice President simply throw out votes that he unilaterally deems unconstitutional in order to overturn a presidential election and subvert the will of the American people. Wow, that sounds pretty odious. Uh, the only problem is we know now that uh, Adam Schiff didn't doctor the text message. He just fabricated a screenshot that didn't exist. He deleted half a sentence. He added punctuation where there was none. He deleted two paragraphs and uh, didn't even know if it, that it was not written by Jordan at all. And we're going to get into that in just a second, just to show you how the, how the lies continue. And Adam Schiff, you know, continues to lie. Remember the Russian collusion story? He swore he had proof that there was really Russian collusion. A reliable source for sure. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on American Family Radio. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true, and if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. 
For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high, 12 gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun, God's glory lights the city. No tears, no pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's healthcare costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Ronald Reagan correctly observed that personnel is policy, and Team Biden has repeatedly proven that bad appointments result in terrible policies. Fortunately, the U.S. Senate has a chance to prevent additional harm by blocking the nomination of an advocate for Islamist policies to a senior State Department post. Unfortunately, its Foreign Relations Committee yesterday approved the nomination of Rashad Hussein to become the top diplomat responsible for promoting religious liberty around the world. Moderate Muslims have warned against this appointment of a co-religionist on the grounds that, as one put it, quote, Mr. Hussein has protected and advanced the illiberal values of Islamic theocracies that perpetuate a disturbing and hateful ideology of Muslim supremacy, unquote. Muslim Brotherhood front groups enthusiastically support Rashad Hussein. If senators object to the intolerant policies favored by such Sharia supremacists, they must disapprove the nomination of one of their champions. This is Frank Afney. Christmas from American Family Radio and Sandy Rios in the Morning. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the Morning on Facebook or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the Morning on American Family Radio. Sandy Reels back with you. Well, um, instead of me going into great detail about this, because uh, there's a great article in the Washington uh, Washington Examiner, which we'll put this on our Facebook page in hopes that you can see it. Again, if you go look specifically for Sandy Rios in the morning and not, don't wait for things to pop up in your inbox, I think you can get to it still, I hope. Uh, it's uh, the January 6th committee admits 
to altering text messages between Mark Meadows and Jim Jordan. Of course, they uh, Adam Schiff read it. They altered it. You just heard the description of that. And now they're admitting that they did that. They made it look like Jim Jordan was trying to talk Mark Meadows into having Mike Pence not count the electoral votes. Now, personally, I don't think that's the. I don't think that's bad. I mean, I think he shouldn't have counted them. I think he did the wrong thing. So I guess I should be under investigation too, which I may be. Who knows? Uh, but um, that's that was the plan. But of course, the problem was J- Jim Jordan didn't even write that text. It was an attorney sending his uh, recommendations, his legal uh, recommendations to Mark Meadows, and he quotes a bunch of stuff from the Federalist. Uh, for instance, I'll just read this one: "No legislative act," wrote Alexander Hamilton on Fe- in Federalist seventy-eight. Contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. No legislative act, wrote Alexander Hamilton, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. Uh, So uh, that an unconstitutional statute is not a law at all. It's a proposition no longer open to discussion. So in other words, um, electors that are outside the constitutional framework are not legitimate. That's what he was, that was the point they were making. Nothing wrong with saying that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I want to, though, jump to some of the practical aspects here, and I want to open the phone lines. Our phone number is 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. I got a couple of emails I just want to share with you, just a few of them. Uh, this um, is from uh, a Marine. Uh, please don't let your listeners forget that the recent stays and injunctions issued by federal judges against the president's mandates, do not impact military servicemen and women. We are still being bound to mandates that both go against our sincerely held religious beliefs and are unlawful based on the emergency use authorization of the available vaccines. Military leadership is being tested by court orders, and their responses will display their true nature to the nation. Please keep us in prayer, not only for the forward deployed, the battles we fight on foreign shores, but also the internal battles we now find ourselves fighting to maintain our own constitutional rights and freedoms. You know, I just, um, well, I, I, I just, I find myself without words. It just bothers me so much. It doesn't matter. Bothering me so much doesn't mean anything. I want to actually do something about it. I want to remind you that Matt Staver had some uh, good success in the courts in Florida defending the Navy SEALs at other branches and that that whole decision is is uh, pending. I know that doesn't help too much. I and I think my understanding is that that case will affect all branches of the service when it's finally decided, but I don't think there... See, I'm just trying to do this from memory. I don't think there's going to be some kind of a response until February, which is ages for those of you who are being ordered to get these vaccines right now. And I don't even know what I'm saying to you other than I just as much as you can hold on. As much as you can just hold on. This is from... Um, Paul, who's a retired, um, I think Marines all, no, Army. Uh, he said his buddy's a retired Air Force vet. Says DOD is still trying to gather VAC status information. Supreme Court rulings and HIPAA are being disregarded. Many of my friends and family refuse to take this inoculation. We have all been well because of our faith in the Lord and our tonic water zinc, Quercetin, D3, and C regimen. Thank you for being truth and light. On my drive to work every morning. Oh. My pleasure, Paul. It's, I'm surely trying. It's my goal. If I succeed in that, I will be a happy person. But um, I want to tell you also quickly. You know what? I don't have time. I want to go. I'm going to go to the phone lines uh, because I ask you, and I, I want us to talk. Phone number is eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four 
zero. Let's go to Jerry in Texas. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Sandy. Uh, always a pleasure. Real quick, um, when you post your things to Facebook, I can't get anything. So I would, I would please em employ upon you to please have Walker or somebody there at the radio station posted on the podcast page of AFR.net. I got off of Facebook in January. I refused to get back on it. It's all propaganda. I understand the reason that um, you as well as the rest at AFR use Facebook to reach those that are still in the dark trying to bring the light. But for those of us that would like these resources, um, I can't drive and write at the same time. So I listen yeah, to your show I while know. I'm driving my kids to school. Um, yep. to, if you could just post a link, I know Walker can do it because he's doing it on at the core and Abraham Hamilton's doing it on his, Miki and Will, they do it on there. So there's a, a, re, a way to do it. I just, okay. please, I'm asking you to do that because I All can't right. get it any other way because I refuse to get on Facebook. Okay, Jerry, that's a great suggestion because honestly, I feel like I, I, I social media is not my bailiwick. And um, I, um, it's a, I'm a kind of a one-man operation when it comes to that stuff. And so I appreciate that tip. I may actually have something in mind that I'd like to transfer to, but I haven't been able to do that yet. But that's you give me impetus to get that get her done. So thank you, Jerry, and thanks so much for listening. Let's go to um, uh, Don in Arkansas. Good morning, Don. Yes, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I was discussing with your... Um, I guess, uh, person taking your calls, that we seem to have forgotten the tragedy of the uh, thalidomide drug in the uh, late 50s, early 60s that caused all sorts of birth defects to a multitude of children. Yep. And it was finally stopped. And uh, I just wonder if that precedent can be used to stop these uh, insane vaccination mandates. Well, I'd, I mean, I, surely somebody's, some of these attorneys are looking at that. I can't answer definitively, but I've heard that, I've heard that discussed before, Don. So other people okay. are also thinking about it. Great suggestion. Thank you. This is uh, Samuel in Texas. Good morning, Samuel. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, how um, you doing? Really, yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you. I really enjoy listening to your show. Um, I wanted to bring up, in just reference to this Unity Project, you were making a point about what we can do. And one of the things that I've been pushing here at, in Corpus Christi is an actual um, citizen's initiative to have our city council pass an ordinance to actually inform, educate, and promote early treatment protocols uh, within the city. But unfortunately, even though we got 83 signatures and we presented it, um, the bottom line is that our city council decided pretty much to do nothing, and which is, is pretty unfortunate because, of course, as you know, many times people are actually dying or going to the hospitals because of the fact that they do not implement early treatment protocols. So I just wanted to kind of bring that up as a point um, that if we can if start engaging our city councils or our local officials and things like that to actually start really working with the public, with the public health district or whatever their health departments are, to educate, inform, and promote these early treatment protocols, we could do a lot to help go past this pandemic. Yeah, Samuel, that's a great idea. and I, it, the, It's hard work, isn't it? I mean, yeah. what's happening now requires, like, all of us to step up to the plate. And it's, it's hard work because we have families and we have jobs. We have responsibilities. Yeah. And I'm sure that it's taken you a lot of time to do just what you've been doing and you, and you haven't succeeded. So I would say, you know, if we don't keep working, we're going to have the mandates. 
It's as simple as that. If we don't fight, our children will be forced to be vaccinated. We will be forced to be vaccinated. We will not be able to even live in this world without completely being controlled by uh, these uh, tyrannical uh, medical oligarchs. And so um, I guess I would go back to you and Samuel and say, don't quit, please. And I'm thinking, you know, what if you um, could engage, uh, you know, maybe uh, get some help? rent a hall, advertise that you're going to, uh, you know, talk, get these fact sheets from uh, the Unity Project, uh, bring in a medical expert. We could help you, you know, lead you to somebody's name if you don't, if you can't find that yourself and uh, try to have like a town hall on it and just do a yeah. counter, just, just drown them out with your information. That That's just something to think about. Yes. And I appreciate that. And I've been considering, I'm definitely not a quitter. I didn't swear a, con a constitution. I didn't swear to support and defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, for the sake of now sitting back since I've retired and done nothing and do nothing. So yeah, oh, Samuel, that's uh, you inspire and courage breeds courage, and so thank you. You bred courage in me just then. So thank you. Listen, God bless you, Samuel, and, and let us know if something else happens. You want to report? Please let us know. All right, let's go to Alabama, uh, Michigan, and talk to Al. Good morning, Al. Hey there, Sandy. How you doing? Good. Hey, so what's going God on? Bless you. I met you, you in Michigan one time. You're a beautiful person on the inside and out. But uh, I'm Thank calling you. because, you know, to me, the alarms need to be going off that this is a, a, a mass depopulation effort. You know, Dr. Fauci and the Chinese Communist Party were working together hand in hand to create this virus. And now they're pushing it on the military. When this happened, I don't know if you remember, but there was videos of people passing out in the streets of China, and that was all propaganda to drum up the fear. I don't believe any of the Chinese are taking any sort of vaccine. I think they want us all to take the vaccine so they can we'll all die here, and they, they don't ever have to fire a shot. Uh, they can just send their troops over. I mean, the California government Newsom in uh, New York, they're working hand in fist with the communists already. I mean, we've already been overthrown. We need we need more alarm bells going off because this is real. People are really dying from this. And uh, I love AFR, but it, it, I, don't, I don't think people are taking this serious enough. I mean, they're literally killing us right now with these vaccines. I mean, the whole history of them is people get cancer in two to three years. I mean, what's going to happen to our military? Who's going to defend us in two, three years when, when they're all dropping dead from these vaccines? Well, Al, um, I would. there might have been a time when I would cut you off because I thought you were too extreme. I'm just telling you. But I, there's nothing that you have said that's not, uh, I, we can't prove a lot of what you just said. But it, it, I have a whole stack of stuff on the recent China developments that I haven't even talked about. And the the incestual relationship between big business and our government and our, our congressmen, our senators, senators especially, and the medical establishment with China is just disgusting. And so it's our people that uh, we used to think would love their country have sold out the NBA for heaven's sake, um, you know, so selling out to China. So that's not that far fetched, and we certainly know China has that in mind. And as far as them falling on the street, uh, being staged, that <laughs> why wouldn't they? I don't know if that's true or not. I cannot confirm that. But it, you know, it fits the whole bizarre plan uh, story that's being told right now. No doubt about it, Al. There are people that planned this. Uh, and I think they might have had different motives. Uh, some were population control freaks like uh, Bill Gates and and others uh, who had a you know this seminar what in 2018 planning this uh, this global pandemic of some sort that might start. They speculated maybe in Asia. Yeah, they had something in mind. So it is bizarre. 
and it is dangerous. And Al's alarm bell is justified, even if the details may not be able to be confirmed right now. So thank you, Al. And um, this is uh, Darlene in Virginia. Good, good morning, Darlene. Quickly, if you can. Absolutely. Um, I met you in Richmond. I support you 100%. Follow thank the frontline doctors, pretreatment prevention protocol with the vitamin D, the quercetin, the zinc, etc. Um, stay out of the emergency room, treat your symptoms right away, and look at Chris Ann Hall. Uh, she has a movie called Noncompliant. Every Christian out there needs to listen and look at that movie because I'm going to tell you what, if we the people don't stand up and get, um, garner strength in numbers, we will, like you said, be starting to be forced to take this vaccine mandate thing. Yeah. Okay, darling. Yeah, it's a good word and a good reminder about to preventative because it, it is deadly. It can kill you. Uh, and so we must get treatment. We mean to prepare ahead, and that's what you're talking about. So thanks, Darlene, for that heads up. Let's go to Kathy in Florida. Good morning, Kathy. Hey, good morning, Sandy. God bless you for everything you do. I'll try and be quick also. I know we're not created with uh, to have a fearful spirit, and I do not. I am on a uh, COVID protocol prevention I also take all the supplements you were just mentioning. However, I, I wanted to get in a word about other pharmaceutical drugs that are equally as dangerous. And what I told your call screener is that they fund daytime TV, so you'll probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, Kathy, you know what? We're going to have to talk about that on a different day. Uh, because that we're running out of time, but I know you're right. If if these if uh, the vaccine that we're taking, they're giving people now is dangerous. Do we think that maybe some of these other uh, manufactured drugs, drugs from the pharmaceutical industry, the the nefarious parts of the pharmaceutical in, uh, industry, wouldn't have some danger? And that's the point you're making. And I'm sure you'll give us names, but we can't today. But thank you for the heads up just in general on that. All right, this is Sandy Rios in the morning and we do have a savior. We do have a savior. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.